Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here with Larry Levine. How's it going today, Larry? It's going well. It's always great when I can podcast with my buddy, Daryl. Face to face. Face we're having to a face. good time. It's a good time. And uh, we're, we're, we're continuing our discussion from last week about selling to this emerging decision maker, which is, is Gen X. And we've got some great thoughts to share with you today. But as we get started, um, I hope everybody took action on our challenge from last week to just put on you know, the lens of a skeptical, uh, digitally savvy, socially savvy buyer and look at yourself online and go, how do I look? You know, is, do I look credible? Do I look like somebody who could bring value? Do I look worthwhile? Because the reality is, as we talked about last week, selling to Gen X, that, that emerging decision maker who was born from 1965 to 1981, who's now in their uh, 40s to mid-50s, selling to that decision maker, you are selling to some of the most skeptical, the most skeptical generation ever. You're selling to a generation who has used computers and the internet for almost all, if not all, of their working career. And you're selling to the generation who, believe it or not, uses social media, according to Nielsen Research, more than even millennials. Um, so as we look at this emerging uh, uh, decision maker, it's a very, very different demographic than what we've been typically selling to, which is the baby boomer, people like Larry. Oh, come on. <laughs> you, you oh, Daryl, you rip me all the time. But, but what's, this is interesting because you know some of my friends. So, so even though I was born in 64, so that yes. is like the last year of boomers, all my friends, I'd say 98% of all my friends are boomers. Right. Very few are Gen Xers, mm -hmm. but I've learned how to adapt because what's really interesting is I find this in my social circles is when I'm with boomers, I act as a boomer. Right. Right. Yeah. It's hard for me to talk about techno stuff and all that. Cause quite frankly, some of them are old enough to be my parents. Right. So they go, I just don't want to deal with it. But then when I'm around you, then all we do is geek out and talk about techno stuff that Gen Xers talk about. Cause you <laughs> brag about all this computer nerdy stuff. And I go, you know, I barely know how to use my laptop. Right. And you're the one who taught me to get an iPhone. Oh my gosh. And that's a, actually a subject for another podcast. If, if you follow me on LinkedIn, which <laughs> I hope you follow me and Larry, you can find me at slash Daryl underscore Amy uh, on LinkedIn. But I, I, I literally wrote a rant on the plane flying out to Las Vegas this week. I looked to my left and my right on the plane and all around me, everybody had iPads. And, um, I was thinking about in 2009 when I got my first iPad, I got it the day it came out because I'm that kind of guy. And I was walking through the airport in St. Louis and people were stopping me saying, I want to, what is, I want to see it. I want to touch it. I want to hold this iPad. And I remember all the questions back then were, were questions like, well, what are you going to use that for? And, um, you know, I was like, I don't know, but I think it's going to be awesome. And now, you know, today everyone has an iPad. I get an Apple watch. People go, well, that's the dumbest thing. What a waste of money. What are you going to use that for? And, uh, and so now I look, all my friends, except for Larry have Apple watches on. 
well, I don't even wear a watch, never will wear a watch because I have a watch. It's on my iPhone. But what's really hilarious <laughs> is Daryl and I travel a lot. And sometimes we'll frequently travel together. And every city that we go to, my good buddy Daryl's got to go, come on, Larry, we got to go to the Apple store. And I'm like, I watched this guy geek out in an Apple store. <laughs> except, and I'm like, for something. except for me. And I'm like 30 seconds in the store and I go, get me the hell out of this now, place. The point of my rant is, you know, the, the rant on LinkedIn is, is called, um, what are you going to use that iPhone for, or iPad for, and other dumb questions people ask? <laughs> and, and you know, the point of this whole thing is, I just get so tired of people that are like stonewalling technology and new ideas. And the reality is, and this this kind of segues into what we want to talk about this week, is the buyers that we're selling to, the emerging decision makers, are Gen Xers. They're people in their 40s to mid 50s. I've not, no, I started my career in 1993, the same year the internet became popular and public. Um, I've not known a day of my career without, without digital in front of me. I've not known a day of my career without being able to research online. And so a couple things we want to talk about today to build on last week is we're, we're taught, thinking about selling to Gen X decision makers. Um, one of them is, uh, it kind of builds on this skepticism. Gen X is the most skeptical generation out there. And, but also, one of the things that the Harvard Business Review noticed when they were studying Gen X is that their surveys were showing that Gen X people were highly motivated to uh, be upwardly mobile either inside organizations or by going out on their own. I was the guy that said, I don't want to wait. I'm going to go out on my own. Um, highly motivated to be upwardly mobile. So as a result, they are on the lookout for opportunities to make themselves shine and look good inside the organizations they're in. And, you know, it's really interesting. I did, I was uh, doing a case study interview last week for a company that had bought some technology and implemented it. It was on a university campus and um, so I was interviewing this, this uh, CIO, IT person, who uh, was a Gen Xer. And what was really interesting is he was telling me this story. I could tell that he was super motivated because he knew that this was going to be something that was going to help advance his career and his brand and his, um, you know, it was going to help move. The, he was thrilled we were writing a case study about it because now he's got a, you know, tangible thing showing, you know, that he's made an impact. And this is something that's, that's really critical when it comes to Gen X is Gen X people um, are highly upwardly mobile in terms of they want to make an impact in the organization. So what's the, the takeaway on that? Well, when we're selling to Gen X, we need to be people that are bringing ideas to these people. And, and you bring up a good point because I think, you know, regardless of the age of the sales rep, if you start understanding who your buyer is and what makes them tick, and I don't even know half this stuff. And, you know, I mean, I learned some great things from your presentations over time is if I'm a sales rep, if I'm a savvy sales rep, I'm going to start picking up not only just on their titles and what concerns them with their titles, but you bring up a great point as far as the generations that they grew up in. Yes. So therefore, if I'm a sales rep and I know that, that Gen Xers are upperly mobile then as a sales rep, then I want to bring in insights. I want to bring in education. Yes. I want to give them the tools to say, hey, if you do business with me, here's what I'm going to bring. But furthermore, I'm going to help you. Bingo. Bingo. Be better in your career because if I make you look good right, to whoever you're yeah, resorting so to, think about that as a sales rep. It's not just, hey, I'm going to walk in there because you're all expression shark in a suit and commission breath and things right. like that. Yeah, worry yeah. about myself. But just think about if you're positioning yourself where, hey, I'm going to come in, Daryl, I'm going to educate you. I'm going to bring you some insights that you may or may not have already known. 
Right. Even if you know some of them, let's work together to see how I can help you do your job better. How can I position your career better? How can I make you look good? And I, you got to take yourself out of this sales role. Yes. And just say, hey, you know what? I'm here to make you look good because if I make you look good, I already know internally what's going to happen to me. Yeah. I mean, that's just the law of human. I mean, to me, that's just, that's just me, but yeah, I could I mean, be wrong. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. I mean, what if, you know, so, uh, you know, you're in the sales process, you've got competition, they're all coming in, they're saying exactly the same things because we're all lemmings in this, in our industries, you know, they're all saying the same things. What if you come in and you take the approach of, you know, um, what we want to do here is we want to create an amazing success story. In fact, I want this success story, Larry, to be so good that once we implement this with your permission, I'd like to write a case study on it. Right. So now, now you've got the buyer going, wow, you know, this guy's really committed to helping me bring something revolutionary and writing it up. And, and not only that, and we can even take this one step farther and say, Hey, not only that case study, I'm going to share it inside your organization. Right. But I'm going to share it on my social platforms right. because I want to promote the work that we've done together. Right. right. It's only going to promote us. Yes. It's going to promote your organization. It's going to promote who I work with. And I say, Hey, these are great companies. I'd like to really get to know what they're all about. And, and that's just, guys, that's the world we live in today. Whether yes. you believe it or not, it's just, the, to me, it, it goes back and we were even talking about it. It's why I got involved in community service. And I'm sure we're going to start talking about it here in a second. Mm. It's the same thing as this all rally around a cause. This rally around a cause to help you. Yes. But then this rally around a cause to all help us do better business. Well, that's so you bring up another good point, and, and that is, you know, we're talking here about Gen X, this skeptical generation that is um, been connected, you know, to the internet and, and digital and social and, and all of that, very involved. Um, we're talking about how the generation is wanting to make an impact in the business world and make positive change and a name for themselves in the process. But the interesting thing about Gen X as well is Gen X wants to make an impact in the world at large and in the community. And so research is showing us now that uh, the generation that donates the highest amount of time on an annual basis to nonprofit causes is Gen X. Um, and the, it, the millennials, great, you know, they're doing great too, by the way. Um, but it's actually Gen X that donates the most total number of hours per year to nonprofit causes. So if you want to sell to Gen X, guess where you're going to meet them? It may not be at a networking event. It may be building a house for Habitat for Humanity. And, and you bring up a good point because um, I see that in the not-for-profit world. And you know, I'm heavily involved in not-for-profits. Me too. And, yeah. and, it, and it was one of the things, and, and I didn't grow up that way. I, I mean, I just learned the art of giving back through my son going to a private school because he had to do community service. And so right. forth. I said, hey, you know, if he has to do it, then I should do it. And I should lead by an example, not my son lead me by example. Right, right. Which is kind of cool, though. Yeah, yeah. But the more I started getting involved in not-for-profits, the more I started getting involved in a community, yeah, it was feel good. But you're also meeting like-minded business people who want to give back. And before you know it, it was the easiest way that I migrated through my community like that. Right. I'm starting to do the feel good things and I'm constantly on the go. You know that, Daryl. Yeah. The, there's not a weekend that goes by that I'm still not donating hours upon hours of my personal time for the good of the community. Right. But it's that feel good. It's, it's just who we are. So maybe I am a baby boomer by, <laughs> by, 
by birth, but I'm a Gen Xer by heart, Daryl. You're still a fossil there. Oh, there's no way around it. <laughs> that's why I keep my dude. That's why I keep my hair short because you can't see my gray hair, dude. <laughs> so, so if we're gonna sell, if we're gonna sell to Gen X, this is great. And by the way, if this is your first time on the podcast, you, I mean, you've you've uh, you've joined an elite and irreverent community. Uh, and we, we just. <laughs> And we try to keep it serious, but every now and then we just have to cut loose. So sorry, folks. No, that's great. Man, you know, Larry, people are listening to this in sales meetings. We've got We can't cut up too much. No, <laughs> this is good. But if, if you want to reach this Gen X, you know, you, you really got to push yourself and think, uh, think differently. You've got to think, and it requires a shift. I don't care who you are. If you've been selling to, um, you know, older decision makers, kind of that baby boomer world. And you've got to make that hard shift from people who are terrified of technology to people who are, um, you know, have used technology to people who are um, in the baby boomer world, maybe a little more, um, you know, uh, relational versus in the Gen X world, very skeptical. Um, you've, got, you've got to make that shift. You know, in, in, the more we start talking about it, it's all about adaptability. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just interesting when I just look at, and I'm going to go, I'm going to hit up on the boomers for a second, just because I think this is a very valid point. Yeah. Is, you know, when I grew up in sales, it was, this is, you know, we sold a certain way. This is how you do it. This is how you did right. This is how you here's did it. Playbook. Because here's the playbook because, you know, it was a boomer generation belly for such a, belly. Yeah, belly to belly, <laughs> eye to eye, right? That's how we're going to do right. things. But we didn't have to worry about adapting to different sales styles because there was a long period of time where it was just all the same. I mean, now if we look at what's happening, it's rapid fire. It's like, you know, data from four years ago is already outdated. So what's that mean as a sales rep is if we're still doing the same thing, if we're still going to market the same way yeah. that we've been doing for the last 10 to 15 years, we're getting our lunch cleaned out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you may get some deals, right? Because you're flipping your current base and so forth. And we still have to take care of our current clients. But if you're not adapting to the way people are buying today and you're just closed minded, I don't care what age you are. Yeah. Game over, pal. And we just have to get beyond this and just say, you know what? If you're in sales and you're 55 years old, if you're in sales or you're 60 years old, or if you're in sales and you're 25 years old, we have to look back and say, what can I do to further my career and be more appealing to the people that I'm selling to. Yeah. And, and I mean, I don't know what other way to say it is other. We just have to do it and we just have to quit. You know, we just have to set the big fear and ego and excuses aside and say, Hey, if I want a career in sales and this is what I have to do in order to look relevant. And if you can't, guys, if you can't do that, then I don't know, maybe it's time to really self-reflect and say, Hey, is sales right for me? Yeah. Or I hate could- to say that dude, but. Well, I mean, you could go sell products to retired people. <laughs> I mean, if you yeah. want to do that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah but or you can go to B2C sales. Well, that, even then, you know, the fastest growing demographic on Twitter right now. I know. It's, it's, it's grandparents. It's grandparents. But it's, so, it's even worse. You've got to adapt. You have to adapt because I tell you what, my parents are in their mid-70s. Right. And the minute they got a smartphone and they figured out what apps were. Yes. They figured out real quickly how to adapt a communication style. So nothing's more creepy than having your mom follow you on all your social <laughs> platforms. Now she knows exactly where I'm at all the time. And then I get this thing. Well, Larry, how come you never get back to me on social? I said, mom, because it's kind of creepy that you like and comment <laughs> my posts. It's kind of weird. 
Well, I think, you know, all of this, it, it's really interesting you say this as we're, we're kind of wrapping up this episode um, and and uh, we'll get a teaser for next week. It's going to be awesome. But uh, one of the things, you, we just it, it, put the generation stuff aside for a minute. The reality is we have so many more ways to communicate now, right? I mean, it used to be you could communicate by phone, by mail and then email and maybe you could fax someone something, but I mean, that was, that was about it. Right. Well, the, the reality today is we have so many different layers of communication so we can communicate via social. We could communicate uh, via web. We can and communicate via social means so many different things because there's so many different platforms. We can communicate face to face. We can communicate by instant chat. We can communicate in, uh, in groups on social. I mean, there's, there's so many different communication mediums. Now we can communicate via video. Um, and, and what we've got to be able to do is we've got to be able to be flexible to be able to communicate with people where they are and the way they want to be communicated with. And bingo, you just nailed it. And, and, I, and I, and I think what I see all too often more than people talking about how can we adapt to it? is people are going, no, this is the way you should communicate. No, this is the way you should communicate. Right. By golly, this is the way we did things. Yes. This, this moved beyond that because you know what? We all learn how to adapt. Right. I don't care at what age, you just learn how to adapt to what's happening around you. And that's where we're at today. Because if you don't, it's only going to get worse and worse. Because I hate to see what's going to happen down the pipe 10 years from now. And I can't even predict what's going to happen. But if technology's changing as right. fast as it is right now, look what other communication tools are going to come out in the next five years. We don't even know about. Absolutely. And that's, you know, kind of goes back to that blog post I just wrote, you know, what are you going to use that iPad for? And other dumb questions as salespeople, we shouldn't have our heels in the ground on, on new communication platforms and new styles. We should actually be on the front edge of just being the leaders in finding ways to adapt and communicate with buyers and this is going to become more and more important as the majority of buyers become Gen Xers and become that, that generation who is skeptical, skeptical and has grown up with the internet. Um, so all of this is, is coming together. Um, I want to leave everybody with a, a kind of an action item. But before that, Larry, the next episode of the Selling from the Heart podcast is going to be something you're absolutely not going to want to miss. No, it, and you guys will really like this. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Daryl knows who it is. But I, one of the things that I really, that fires me up is when I can get engaged in a sales conversation with another sales guy about how they're using social. Yeah. And you're not going to want to miss the next episode because I talked to this person just a couple days ago and we had a good 45 minute salesperson to salesperson, different generations. Let me tell you, uh -huh. right? a uh -huh. boomer yeah. talking to a millennial. Oh, this, will be good. this was cool. Yeah. You're not going to, you're, you're going to want to stay tuned to this one. Well, that's good. So make sure to, uh, to set your iTunes or Google play or however you listen to us. Uh, make sure to set uh, or uh, automatic download of that and remember to listen to it. You're absolutely, absolutely going to love it. But this week, uh, what we want you to do is we want uh, to continue that challenge to put on the lens of a Gen X decision maker and look at yourself through the two things that we talked about today. Um, number one is, do you look like the kind of person or are you the kind of person that could help a Gen X decision maker uh, make a dent, make a splash, make a, an impact 
in their company? And are you someone that is making an impact in the world? Are you out there involved in a cause? Are you out there involved in your community? Um, and as you do that, you're going to meet more and more of these people uh, as a side benefit of doing something really good. So that's our challenge to you this week. Uh, keep at it. Thank you to all of our new listeners. Thank you to everyone who's been with us since the beginning. We look forward to hearing from you on LinkedIn. Look for Selling from the Heart podcast on LinkedIn. You can follow us at Sell from Heart on Twitter. And uh, most of all, we just want to encourage you to keep at it, everybody. Be vigilant, be genuine, be persistently good, be someone that adds value, do the hard work, and most of all, sell from the heart.